0: This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Barry Shub is Professor Emeritus of Urology at Wit University and the Founding Director of South Africa's National Institute for Communicable Diseases. He has just published a new book called Seeing God Through Science, Exploring the Science Narrative to Strengthen and Deepen Faith in the Creator. It aims to show that science can promote and deepen religious faith. Uh, Professor Shub, welcome and thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thanks very much, Cherie. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Professor Shubh, um, people, societies around the world, mm-hmm all have a a spiritual dimension to it. Right. People have a need to try and understand the world that we live in.
0: Right. And
1: our reason for being here. Yeah. When you are looking at religion, are you looking at spirituality? Are you looking at formal religion? Um, Where does religion sit for you?
0: Okay. I I think uh, what what I've done in the book and what I've given in the one of the talks I've given is really to kind of narrow it down to what we call theism. Right. Theism is belief in God. And conventionally, it, it uh, refers to a monotheistic belief. In other words, the belief in one God, uh, as believed by Judas, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Right. So, so we're not
1: looking at fertility uh, traditions
0: or... We are. It looks at, uh, in other words, excluding polytheistic okay. religion, such as Hinduism, for example, and many Buddhism, others. Right. Uh, and animism, which looks at a spiritual uh, dimension of common universal things which we experience. So it excludes that. Okay. And theism really refers specifically and narrowly to monotheism, the monotheistic belief.
1: Okay. So as people, we look to a spiritual um, aspect to try and define ourselves. And the common thinking is the more sophisticated we as societies get, the more we understand the world around us in terms of science, right. the less focused we are on religion.
0: Well, that's exactly what has happened in society, particularly in Western. I'm really referring to Western society, where science has become basically the, the kind of standard for non-belief. Uh, and we actually see it in the polls which have been taken of uh, scientific communities. I've certainly have ex- experienced it in my own secular life, the outside religion. Uh, but in the polls which have been which have been done, for example the uh, the american association for advancement of science which is the main scientific body in the united states uh only about a third of scientists belonging to that august uh organization uh believe in some personal god right uh, when you get to the higher levels to so the more prestigious the national academy of sciences it's even even more so uh, in fact only about i think 5% of biological scientists Goes a little bit up to fourteen percent for mathematical scientists. Believe in God; the rest don't.
1: So, is, is science then a religion that you believe in science rather than? Well, religion? it's not
0: really a religion. I think. So, I, mean, I think scientists. It's a rationalist. Of, it's it's a rational. It's a belief. It's 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 the way of understanding our um, our everyday life, our nature, our, our nature, how we live. Uh, the, the kind of synonyms for it are really materialism or naturalism. Uh, or scientism. Scientism means everything is explicable by science. Uh, so everything is natural. There's no need to invoke a supernatural explanation for things.
1: Now you've given me statistics, and it almost seems like we've got extremes. Right. But probably the majority of people are somewhere in between. You know, just before an exam, most kids will yeah. probably become a little bit more religious, even though they've you know scientifically done all well, their work.
0: That's, yeah, you're right. Absolutely <laughs> right. It's it's a scale from atheism. Uh, and even atheism itself has got a scale of what you call strong atheism, which is a total denial of, of any supernatural, uh, to uh, agnosticism, which means reserving judgment whether there is a supernatural or not, all the way through to religion. And religion itself has got, it, obviously, um, a scale. And in between, we have what we call the apatheists. Right. Those aren't really kind of concerned, is there God? Not, you know, it's, it's carry on living without, without uh, looking deeply into that, uh, into that question.
1: You yourself are a scientist. Right. Um, you've received the Mupungubwe Award for your contribution to South African field of virology. Right. So you're obviously coming from this from a very pragmatic point of view.
0: Right. Correct.
1: So what you have actually done is drawn a circle. Yeah. <laughs> you've taken those extremes and connected them. I,
0: I think in what, your book. Yeah. I, I think what science does. The kind of bottom line is what what science does is that it frames the questions. Uh, and science, uh, to me, provides – sh- let me qualify it – modern science uh, provides supportive evidence. Uh, and we actually call it evidential theism, in fact, the, the technical term. It provides supportive evidence but does not prove. Science cannot prove a supernatural. Science only deals with the natural. But what it does do is that it frames the questions which need to be answered. And the answers come from religion, from revelation – In various religions
1: Okay
0: Judaism is uh, specifically the Torah Christianity is the faith And Islam is the Quran
1: Okay, so I'm just going to go back Just because before you explain exactly what it is you mean uh, um, Science is empirical Right Right. You can, if every time I drop this pen on the desk it's going to fall Right
0: Sorry, can I just add something? It's it's empirical and it's analytical Right Both Mm -hmm.
1: Okay So uh, Every time I drop this pen, I'm going to find that the same thing happens and I can explain it both empirically and analytically.
0: You're right, correct.
1: Supernatural, you cannot explain. Some things happen and there's no scientific explanation for it. Yeah. Or is there?
0: Well, <clears throat> can I just take one <laughs> step slightly back on that? And that science really has got two divisions. It's got what what you've just described, which is really Newtonian mechanics okay. from Isaac Newton, and that's really describes very very accurately and very very competently what we experience in everyday life. That's the macro level. Then there's a micro level of the of the, of the realm of quantum physics, and that's the more modern science. And that has, that is sometimes, as as um as Richard Feynman, the the Nobel Prize winner in quantum physics, says, if you think you understand quantum physics. You don't understand quantum physics because some of it is really very, very weird. And that kind of reality is very, very accurate, extremely accurate. And a lot of technological, what we're doing now is a product, in fact, of quantum physics. But what I'm trying to say is that that is a reality which is difficult to comprehend. So even science itself has got a sort of incomprehensible or difficult to comprehend dimension to it. And a dimension which we can understand really so well.
1: Th- and
0: then the supernatural is superimposed on that reality.
1: So you saying science at some level is inexplicable, except possibly for a supernatural...
0: No, no, no. No, no. no. no what I'm saying is that, that science uh, science is explicable, but the science has got many, many questions. Some of these questions are rather weird to most people, <laughs> including myself. Um, but science is explicable. But what the, the whole pattern of science is that there's a research question, that question gets answered, and then there are more questions which are generated. So science is a never-ending, mm. what you call a sort of a Sisyphean after Sisyphus. It's, you know, you're rolling up the, you're riding that boulder up the mm. hill, never getting to the, to the epic. So science can never answer everything.
1: Right. Is and exactly that a kind of
0: gap? Is it supernatural?
1: <laughs> and is that where, where, well, your, your, what is your book aimed to do?
0: I think that the book aims to show that science, while it has been used the tool of the atheists, while it's been the kind of um, standard, the kind of foundation by which non-belief is based on, I think it's the other way around. I think what modern science is revealing is in fact that it's supporting the supernatural, supporting the personal God in fact. That's what the book is all about.
1: How, what made you, what motivated you to write this book?
0: What motivated me is that, just like everybody else, you live in two worlds, a secular world and a non-secular world, a religious world. In the secular world that I rubbed shoulders with colleagues, scientists, the great majority were non-believers. And both in conferences that I've been in the scholarly societies that I belong to, uh, I've, I've experienced that. And it kind of got me thinking that we really need to kind of look at science in a different way. Not that science kind of does away with the supernatural, which of course it does to a large extent. We can now explain how the weather patterns exist, how avalanches occur, how earthquakes occur. We got we got all those scientific explanations, um, but it, it does not only deal. It doesn't. Its 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 purpose is to explain the natural, but there is a dimension which is beyond the natural, and I think that's what I try to do in the book to try and explain why on three different levels. Which I could elaborate <laughs> if we got time, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. You can. Well, I, th- I think, I think that the first level is, is, uh, is what I've just m- mentioned now, that there is a reality which is beyond what we experience, which, which science does reveal, and there's a reality which is beyond that. In other words, what the, 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 the kind of reality which exists has got a scientifically explainable rea- reality and a non-scientifically explainable, and that sh- that belongs to the spiritual. The second, I think if we look at how this how the universe that extremely fine tuned uh requirements for the universe to come into existence, um, you've got one or two explanations. The the um, the non belief scientific explanations is a is a multiverse, that there's an infinite number of multiverses out here. We just happen to be lucky to be on that where all these parameters have come together. I'm you know I'm giving you the bottom line on that. Um, but I think logically Logically, there's a much simpler explanation. God created this universe. And I think thirdly, if you look at the kind of pattern of science itself, that science will never get to a stage where it's going to answer everything. And that gap needs needs to be answered.
1: Because what is interesting is before I came on the show, I was discussing your book with my colleague David Sachs, who, as you know, is a religious man himself. And he was kind of agreeing with your book. But I think he was understanding it from a different way in that, um, science, the gaps in you saying the gaps in science can be s- explained by the supernatural. He's saying science, the supernatural, science can explain the supernatural, that we can actually prove supernatural through science.
0: We can prove what 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 people have uh, perceived to be supernatural, and particularly in the pre-scientific era, through science. But the, the supernatural, in other words, the realm of of god let, let's be specific i think lies outside science that's not si- science is a human artifact it's a human what what humans have manufactured to study the world that we live in god lives beyond that because he created the world so it's a different dimension it's a different it's it, it's a uh, it's a different ontology <laughs> ontology means a science of being it's a different being it's a different existence
1: so you trying to bring maybe more uh, scientific people into the realm of religion? Do you ever feel the need to bring religious people into the sci- realm of science?
0: Absolutely, for sure. Particularly when it comes to evolution. The B- <laughs> e- okay, let's deal with
1: it. As,
0: well, as you you know, The E, given, the I've elephant in the room, forces on evolution, <laughs> and uh, I, I think the. There is in the the very conservative religions, not only Judaism, of course, Christianity Mm. and and Islam Islam as as well, well, absolutely, a fear of evolution, a kind of suspicion of evolution, distaste of evolution. And it really need not be because what evolution does, it explains the biological phenomena by which life has, has arisen and developed into the species which we experience now. That's what evolution does. It doesn't contest in any way the existence of God. And it shouldn't.
1: Um, evolution is one. Is that the biggest one? Is that the only one? Or are there other aspects that you also feel that myths you have to kind of?
0: Well, I, I think I think where there are problems, of course, uh, uh, as far as science and religion is concerned, uh, is that first of all with biblical literalism. If, um, now we've just done Brashit, and now we're on Noah. If you take it literally, clearly. It clashes with what we understand scientifically: the age of the u- of the, the age of the universe, the age of the Earth, the age of human beings, the days of creation—a whole long, 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 long list. Um, so, it's purely scientifically, that, that there, is a, there is a discord. Of course, there are there are explanations for it, and from the Judaism point of view, of course, we've got all the commentaries which can re, um, uh, reconcile the two. Um, I, I, th- I think that's the one thing. The other thing is, of course, science itself explains how religion arose, uh, that there is a kind of an innate need of human beings to see an agent, to see a pattern in things, and that eventually evolved into religion. So I think it's ev- evolution certainly is the kind of biggest um, fear of the conservative religious individuals. Um, but, uh, you know, I, th- I think to, uh, th- there's a kind of fear that science is contesting the Bible, mm. which is not.
1: Nor is the Bible contesting science.
0: Well, you, you know, the problem of course is that the atheists, or non-believers shall I say, let, let's make it a broader category, non-believers look at the Bible or criticize, let say, criticize the Bible two ways. One of them is that it seems to clash with what we know, scientifically and logically. Uh, and secondly, the literal interpretation of the Bible, uh, brings out a lot of cruelty, brings out a lot of barbarism, brings out things which contest with what today our social humanity norms uh, how, um, are, are accepted.
1: When I look at the three religions and people's comments on religion, even, as I said, between the three monolithic faiths, there's contestation between them, obviously. Right, right. right. But at the end of the day, religion goes down to your belief system.
0: Faith, your faith. Yes. Correct. I, I think that's the second part of the equation. The first part of the equation is science. And science gives you frames those questions. How, how well, uh, what is the meaning of that? Why are we here? What's the existence? Yes. And so on. Science can't answer those kind of questions, and then the faith is what you kind of feel is your faith, and your faith is predominantly what you're born in, what you what you bred up in, and then what you accept is giving you a satisfactory answer to that. Now you're right. Different religions do have things. That one's right, and this one's yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think each faith kind of has got what for them is right. And for them is right, that's them is right.
1: Professor Shib, what has the response to your book been by both sides? Sorry, by? Both sides, the religious, the, the atheists and the... the um, uh, I
0: haven't. Re- well, it's only just come out now. <laughs> so I haven't really had that kind of feedback as yet. Um, I can't really answer. Maybe in a year's time when I come back on the program, I can give you an answer to that.
1: If anybody would like to get hold of your book, what should they do?
0: Okay, the book at the moment is um, obtainable online. Uh, Take a Lot have got it, and loot have got it, and exclusive books in, online in South Africa. Of course, overseas, well, most of the online stores have got it. The Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, Foils and Waterstones, etc. All of those um, book dealers have got it.
1: Okay, so anybody, if you want a copy of the book, you can order it online. Correct. And it's a, a, an academic book, essentially.
0: I, I've, I've tried to make it both. Uh, it is a scholarly book, and it's very amply referenced and indexed and so on. Uh, but I've tried to make it also palatable to the layperson as well. So I've tried to kind of straddle both both worlds.
1: Well, congratulations on the book, and um, congratulations on kind of identifying as a scientist the need to bring together... Science and religion, essentially. Thank you. Thanks, and thank you very much for joining me on my show.
0: Thanks for the invitation. Thank you.
1: That was Professor uh, Barry Shub, who has just written a book, Seeing God Through Science, Exploring the Science Narrative to Strengthen and Deepen Faith in the Creator. After the break, I speak to Arianna Rosenberg and Lorraine Silverman about jobs and how do we secure them.